You missed uh, while you were off putting your your clean white tea in your pants on, Carl and I had a whole fucking trivia session about Scream, like the movie and the origin of that. Yeah, it's a great film. Well, yeah, well, and I was telling him too, I watched From Dusk Till Dawn too, which is also just amazing. Yeah, because... There was that weird period of time where like really good horror films were coming out that they're cheesy now if you go back and watch them. But you had the the scream. You had I know what you did last summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Urban legends. You remember all those? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all those horrible. Yeah, Arnie finally made it to a live stream. Hello from Australia. Holy shit! Oh, good good night, night. oh you beat me to it. What, <laughs> what time? God damn! Thanks for coming, man. Oh Jesus! So. We don't we don't have like a regular show tonight. It's just kind of uh, this is more of a good one off the cuff. Uh, we've got some more scheduled stuff coming on down the pipe a little later on, but mainly we're doing tonight's episode to announce a new project. Yeah, we uh, if you've been keeping up on Instagram, we're doing the Rainbow Six Siege fan film. We've talked about it a little bit, but over the next couple of days, we're going to be really ramping up our our campaign. Um, we kind of walked back on on not doing a funding campaign because so many people wanted to be involved in the project that now it's it's huge. Um, we have two Emmy Award winners on the project now: uh, Wayne Gassman, wow. who has numerous Emmys, and uh, Booney, who has an Emmy for a uh, documentary he did called Boomtown. And uh, it's just it's it's insane everything that I'm learning and seeing and all the expenses that we're kind of picking up along the way. But a lot of people are donating so much time, effort, money, and making this thing happen. We're doing kind of where we're at with it right now is, you know, I've, I finished the script a few months ago. Um, it's been edited and some of it's been rewritten. It's been passed around. People are reading it now. We're about to start doing our, our read-throughs. Um, the location is the hospital in Mineral Wells, which if you went to uh, Sunset, um, which was a, a dope game, it's a really cool location. Um, and if you've played the game, if you played Rainbow Six Siege, you know, it kind of it kind of fits that uh, aesthetic that the game has where you're going and raiding all these worn down buildings and stuff like that. So it fits like right into that. But uh, the the cast is locked down. The crew is about 90 percent locked down. We we have some people that are still coming on board and want to be involved, like a VFX guy. We've been talking about uh, coming on like a high high level vfx guides it's really cool how the community has come together on this project and um for all of you that that donated to qrf that is still happening um obviously it got pushed back with covid um we lost uh plias but we should be going back this year and we're working on getting it scheduled so we can shoot it this year so what's going to be cool is i think qrf is actually going to be a lot better than what it would have been because we're doing this project first. Um, I'm learning, like I said, I'm learning a lot. Uh, Booney's kind of showing me the ropes. Wayne's showing me the ropes. And uh, I'll know so much more going into QRF that I think QRF is going to be massive. Um, But this is going to be an awesome project. If you played Rainbow Six Siege, you're going to love it. If you haven't played Rainbow Six Siege, you're still going to love it. Um, We're going out of our way to find like a good medium between uh, realism and fun. Um, but hopefully if you're into tactics and stuff like that, you can look at it and not just like laugh your head off like you can with some films. Yeah. The whole, the whole, what was it? The, uh, the whole back and forth earlier in the chat about how ridiculous some of the gear is that they use. Like, what was it? They were saying like, the oh, rock, like if you want to be a 1990s fucking <laughs> bad SWAT medic. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, man, some of the, like the helmets that like, uh, like blitz, like the helmet that he has is just massive. Like nobody yep. would wear that in the field. So, um, I mean, just kind of to give you the premise, um, 
there's a group of domestic terrorists that are building a bomb inside a building. It's a chemical weapon and local law enforcement can't handle it. So the Rainbow Six team is called in to go in and take them down. So it's a team of six operators. Um, Cole might be one of them. I don't know. Hey. But uh, cast announcements it's, do come out in the following weeks too. Yes. Yeah. But you guys are hearing it first. Cole's in it. <laughs> he might be blitz and if he wants to do you have uh pictures of the shield that we had built oh yeah so he's actually in the chat too because our boy faded pilot who oh my just, gosh we're just full sin sucking this kid's dick yeah this has been <laughs> this has been something he and i've been going back and forth on since i started the script um i contacted him first thing so after i saw i think it was the jump pack that he built Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that video, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is the dude. So, uh, I sent it to him and like, without hesitation, he's like, oh yeah, that's easy. So the dude knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, he, so, sent, he sent me a picture of it with it, like sitting on a scale and it weighs like 26 pounds. And I was like, bitch, I bitch like 300 pounds. Give me that weight. I yeah. want it. Well, what's funny the day, is like, on day one, I guarantee you, I'm going to be complaining about how fucking heavy that thing is. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure like early on, we had a conversation where we were like, oh, no, no, no. Like, it doesn't have to light up. We can do all that in post. And he's like, ah, no, nah, we can do it. And I'm like, OK, like my mind does not work like this kid's mind works. Like I could never figure this out. It would look like a cardboard with you know permanent marker written on it. But this is phenomenal. So right. that's going to be featured in the film heavily. And yeah. I'm, really I'm going to wear out. I'm going to wear out Cole's arms with it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm super super excited to get my hands on that thing. It just looks like he's got the switch on the side. He put like the grips where they're supposed to be. Like it, it's a lot of detail and time and effort went into that. Corey's thing. just and, gonna make you shoot the same shot multiple times just to make the target. <laughs> no, there's one scene in particular that I am going to want to murder him by the time we're done <laughs> shooting it because I've got to move. I've got to use that thing a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got to move it and he's got to move it quick, which is uh, not not an easy oh. task at all. So. I'm getting in shape for the show. I'm getting in shape for it. It's okay. I'm yeah. Right. Dude, a lot of arm days coming up for Cole. Arms and shoulders. Dude, I'll tell you what. I was uh I was catching for my kid yesterday, right after I did shoulders. Like she was pitching, and uh I thought my arms were gonna fall off. <laughs> like, dude, I've never like I've never held like a like a five ounce glove up for so long in my life. I thought I was gonna vomit, but yeah, you're gonna get a shoulder workout, bro. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Um, some more stuff. Um, we've got a, a SAG actor, like a card carrying actor who's coming in. He's advising. Um, one of my SWAT buddies is coming in. He'll be advising on specifically the shield because there is whole schools dedicated to working around a shield. So we're going to give Cole a crash course on that. Um, he's right. going to, yeah, he's going to advise on all the movements in and out of the building. We're going to keep it, it. It's an end of the world scenario. So it's never going to be perfect. Um, yeah. But we're going to try and make it as accurate and as cool as possible. Um, some other things that are in the works, maybe some aircraft are going to be involved. We'll see. So um, the funding campaign is live. Uh, it's on Indiegogo. We have some other cool sponsors coming in that are helping defer some of the costs. Um, we've already got lodging and food taken care of. So the rest is just literally going into production and post-production. So like I said, um, I'm not the solo director on this at all. Um, I've brought in somebody who's going to make sure it goes off without a hitch. Uh, we have an assistant director. We have a legitimate producer. Like we're making this as legitimate as possible, which I'm learning. I probably wasn't going to do on QRF. Um, and it wouldn't have been that it would have failed. It just would have been really hard. Um, so I like that this kind of happened the way it happened. I think it happened for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's going to, I think this is going to be amazing. And I think QRF is going to be 
insane infinitely um, better because yeah well it's, it's it's an original concept so it's kind of more personal to me than than this is but this is something i think would have been a, a cool film by itself because the rainbow six universe is phenomenal if you played the vegas games back in the day then you know it's really yeah, cool yeah, yeah tom clancy uh you know god rest his soul dude is probably the best like tactical espionage by political writer of all time like hands down like just what he writes is insane the amount of research he does is insane. So like these characters, while, while their kid is goofy in the game, um, you know, if they were written, you know, into a book, I think it would be how we would portray them in the movie. Like they exist in the real world. They use real world gear. Um, all that's carrying over is like their names and some of the tactics that are kind of hinted towards uh, in their play styles in the game. So you'll, you'll see that and hopefully be able to connect with that. So yeah. I mean, and there's, there's going to be nods to some of the goofier shit in the game. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, you. Oh, there's definitely Easter eggs. There's a couple. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What did uh you you were talking earlier just before we got on that there's a new sponsor that kind of blew my fucking mind or guys that are throwing some stuff in. Uh, yeah. I, it's it's like a ninety. Do wait on. Do you want to yeah, wait on that? Okay. We're, we're gonna wait on, on it. Okay, we're gonna fair. we're gonna announce sponsors um as they come on board because we're we're legitimately doing contracts and we are going to ensure that we we honor the things that we're promising them as part of it. But we're gonna be able to feature some really cool gear um of course the airsoft community the milsim community uh is a huge part of this like when i think about these things i'm thinking about them first so a lot of our extras uh are in, are in the milsim community i think every actor has at least been to a milsim game minus the actual actor um <laughs> but uh it's it it's for the milsim community too they're gonna they're gonna love it they're gonna recognize you know some of the stuff that we're using um, but we're working on getting, you know, real helmets, real nods, um, gear. Uh, we're talking to some of the gear companies everybody's going to be familiar with. So it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a That's really cool. cool project. Yeah. Speaking I'm, I'm of excited for sponsors, uh, let's roll into some sponsors real quick, right? So for the show, we have Anola Gay. Obviously, Anola Gay. Use our code ASAP. Is it ASAP for fifteen percent? ASAP fifteen. Fifteen. That's right. For all smoke and textile products here in the U.S. because fuck the U.K. apparently. That's and uh, also KWA, you guys know them as one of being the best gun manufacturers in the game. Uh, you know they have a ton of stuff coming out, like the Kaiju, which is super rad. Faded Private Props has killed his. Kaiju build. I can't wait I to love see when he gets the uh, with the the QRF mod three special edition that's got like the Tommy gun stock on it. He's gonna do yeah. some wild shit with that one, right? So that's also a sponsor. So you guys, if you are looking for a new gun, definitely check out KWA. They have some awesome products, super reliable, shoot well out of the box. And then for our final one of the show is Overwatch Tactics. They produce games. Uh, obviously, their games will be coming back here once COVID slows Soon, down. Actually, more. they just announced that we shared yeah. it on the page. They do have the uh, division game is back. It's going to be nice. a day adventure park. Let me get the actual date. I want to say that it is in. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. It's been March. Summer Summer Harvest is going to be May first through the second at D Day Adventure Park in Oklahoma. We all love some D Day Adventure Park. That place is hot. It's going to be sweaty. You're you're gonna that that's going to be a sweaty game. And there's a rumor. There's a rumor going around that one of the commanders might be Mm -hmm. one of us. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems like we're commanding something else too recently, aren't we? Or, yeah, you know, there's some there's rumors going around. I don't know what I don't know what we've done, but we, we, people want we're not idiots. that cool. People yeah, want I don't, idiots in charge. So 
just uh, if you guys go to the DFE event at eight seven eight, there is a small minor chance that Corey or myself might be screaming at you from a elevated position for one of the sides. I've got that one. I've got that one on the calendar, and I've got the one with uh, Overwatch on the calendar. So. At the very least, I'm hitting three games this year, which is exciting. And I'm trying to yeah, uh, uh, two of them are <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to do a better job of being organized and getting out there and playing this year. Yeah, I'm 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 really yeah, excited. We haven't that much this year. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude. Like ones hopefully going to yeah. slap because I've got I've got three whole new kits that I've built. I've got my green side kit. I've got my tan side kit, and I've got a sniper kit that I'm putting finishing putting together. Um, I've got. Actually, I've got it behind me. The Fat Co is now like fully decked out. Oh, let's see it. It's sick. Are you talking about the? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's the X. That's cool. That, that's probably yeah. one of the slickest setups I've ever seen. This, I, I love this thing so much. So I had, I had the angled foregrip on it beforehand, and I just didn't like it as much. But now that I've got this, and courtesy of Hop Up App, because I know they've been getting some shit recently. Um, and I've personally Colby's. been somebody who's <laughs> been kind of on the fence about them, but Colby's yeah. a super fucking good dude. Um, I went through there and had two of the best experiences I've ever had purchasing or selling anything Airsoft related. I picked up this uh, knockoff Trigicon, or this Repro, sorry, Trigicon uh, site setup, as well as this D-Ball A2 with a blue laser, which I am super fucking chiefed That's about. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really happy. Uh, this gun, uh, once again, is, uh, from Ryan of Fatco Customs. You can see that sweet little sticker right there. Um, this thing absolutely slaps. I am completely in love with it. This is going to be my main go-to for my green side kit, um, which I'm probably going to use for the majority of the year. My tan side kit, I'm going to be going with the other best tech that I know, which is going to be from X Customs, Zero Customs, which will be my 416 PTW. Yeah. Which You're not going to slam that one on the roof at Copperhead and break it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like a certain sniper rival. I've got that thing still. You said it started working again, right? It worked. No, I mean, it kept it worked the entire time. I've still got it. It's in the closet over there. The uh, The other two snipers are in pieces, though, because I, I did was swapping parts out. And Hey, I, I offered Kev a part in the movie as a uh, guy asking for food, number one. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, <laughs> He, says he can't. He can't. He can't escape uh, New York. Something about COVID. So now, uh, goddamn, who I know who you actually are. The uh, the, the salami uh, is what I'm naming the gun you're building for me, or the slam and salmon. That's the other. Oh, that's a good name. One. I think. Yeah, I think slam and salmon is going to be what I'm going to call that sniper rifle he's building me. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, fucking. We need. We need to just cast Kev as dude who gets thrown off roof if he doesn't stop asking. We need to have him do Stan Lee type uh, cameos where he's always asking for food in every film we do from now. On. <laughs> he's in this. He's a QRF, and he's always just like he's like working the food truck or some shit in the background. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, I uh, I have to go do real work now. Um, I just wanted to take a second to throw out the film. Um, I put the for link sure. in there. I don't know if you can pin it to the top. If you if you want to support it financially, awesome. Um, if not, please just watch it and share it. Um, and all the stuff that we we put out, all the content we're coming out with, we're trying to shoot the process of making the film documentary style. Um, we've got two guys that are just solely dedicated on that, and it starts this weekend as we go down to uh, 
to do the scouting. So they're going to be filming us as we do come up with our shot list. I'm, I'm going to try and do storyboarding as much as possible, which is almost like a comic book style write up of the film. Um, mm-hmm. And then as we walk the location and have our conversations, we're going to try and document as much of it as we can. So if anybody is ever interested in doing the same thing, going from me knowing absolutely nothing, just enjoying film to making my own, like you'll be able to follow it. Um, I've got a YouTube that I'm going to be setting up over the next couple of weeks. And we haven't really decided which channel we're going to release it on. Cause the main thing is just, we want to make sure it releases where it's going to get the most visibility, um, which a brand new channel probably isn't the best way to do it. So we're in talks with some other people to release it there, but it's all going to be just cross promotion, cross promoted to everybody involved in the film. Um, the actors, the crew, everybody is hopefully going to get a good credit out of it. So we're all nice. really excited. Anything you guys can do to help. We appreciate it. So also, I got I got to take off before you take off real fast, yeah. Corey, like, if you guys haven't seen Corey's doodles lately of like the art he's been doing for SPC and the new patch design, go look at them because they're fucking rad. Like your, your helmet one with the MBGs and the Leafs. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Roman crown cool. yeah. Caesar or whatever. That one's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah and that's, it's, that's been fun. Um, Dude, if you guys want to get into digital art, I hate Apple, but the iPad Pro is like the only thing I'll ever use again. Uh, it's phenomenal. It blows away any tablet I've ever owned. Uh, and Procreate is just an incredible program. So anyway, into it. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing a ton of patch and shirt designs. I actually did one for Buffalo Wild Wings that got picked up. It was a cross promotion between a brewery and and uh, their local oh, wow. chain. So yeah, yeah, it was a pretty cool deal. Um, and what's cool is it's like my art start to finish. There's no clip art in it. It's like everything is drawn um but yeah anyway yes the film we're shooting in march um trying to release it probably three to four months after that there's going to be a lot of post on this because it's pretty vfx heavy in some parts but um we're all excited just uh donate or watch and promote it and we'd appreciate it guys so have a good night cool later Later, we'll see you in a little bit we're gonna stay on for just a smidge because there's actually a couple other things that we should talk about uh, mm-hmm. aside from the horrendous German accent that I'm going to have to try to pull off for that film. I'm, right. I'm getting pretty excited about it. It's just a lot of me talking to myself in the car. But um, on a more airsoft related note, there are rumors, grumblings, rumblings and bitchings and complainings about the possibility of a pretty and there's some truth to this, I guess. I haven't done enough research on it to know the whole GameStop melting the stock market thing has kind of taken most of my attention. Um, right. But it looks like we could see a pretty definite hike in airsoft BBs here in the coming mm-hmm. future. Honestly, anything that's really a petroleum plastic-based product. So the BBs, um, I know Anola Gay is having some issues getting some stuff in stock. Obviously, those dudes are busting their ass off to get everything in that they can. And I'm sure right. they'll be just fine. Um, but I would not be surprised if before the end of the year, you guys start seeing a pretty definite hike in cost for BBs, especially the heavier weight BBs, four fives, four eights, four O's, three sixes. Um, <clears throat> in any count, I think you're going to see a little bit of a, a little bit of a creep there. I mean, it's not going to be anything dramatic. It's not like it's all of a sudden going to be like fifty dollars a bottle. Well, um, there's been so much like inflation just on metal for like my job too. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that's because of also like transcending on the plastic? COVID COVID presidencies, the fucking elections, anytime that there's like a new cycle like this, we're going to, you're going to see changes. Um, But I would just tell people to fully expect the price of everything to go up, expect BBs to get become harder to come by. Um, So instead of everyone ordering in bulk off of uh, most of these websites, like you do go and buy out your local stores first. Um, 
because just support the local stores first. Uh, the big guys will hopefully be able to get the stuff back in stock sooner. Um, but the little guys are going to have a lot more trouble with it. Uh, so they need to sell out. They need to sell what they've got before they can justify ordering more. Um, well, there's some new BB companies that have been popping up recently too. I'll be curious to see how they handle whatever this proposed shortage is. Cause as we've discussed in the past, all these motherfucking things are made in Taiwan True. Uh, and people can't convince them otherwise. The same person. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I know, I know HPA is having some stock issues. I'm sure that we're going to see, you're going to see like Falcon and elite force and um, some of the others. Oh. I don't know anything. I've heard about six millimeter airsoft. I don't know shit about the dudes. I've never shot their BBs before in my entire life. I don't know. I don't know anything about them whatsoever. Um, I've they've been around for a while. No, I don't think they have. Um, they may have. I don't. I haven't. I. I don't know. Maybe I'll not have BBs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to try the BBs out. I haven't. If I can get a bag of them, I'll give them a shot. But honestly, for the most part, BBs are BBs. I got. I got bulldog uh, biodegradable bio BBs the other day from eight seven eight. Never heard of them. I got two bottles of them fucking shits of uh, oh, three twos, three twos and three sixes sitting in the back of my uh, forerunner, and I, I don't know anything about them. I haven't tried to shoot them yet because I still oh, have okay. any of my normal ones. So I'll I'll run through both those bottles, and if they're worth the shit, I'll keep buying them. But if not, it's just whatever the field has in stock is generally what I'm going to pick up. You know, with um, the mineral wells with the hospital where we're shooting the um, Rainbow Six Siege film that's run by X customs and breach point productions. They generally have HPA BBs D 14 almost exclusively has elite force products because they deal with airsoft GI, uh, eight, seven, eight. It seems like for the most part has either HPA or these bulldog BBs. I think they're bulldog BBs. They may be bullfrog BBs. I don't fucking know. They're probably cheaper. Um, I'm guessing than HPA. No, fuck no, they weren't. Fuck no, they were cheaper. (laughs) They're still fucking expensive as shit. The BBs are nuts, and they're going to get worse. So everyone, be prepared for that, and don't don't blame the storefront selling them that they're more expensive because I can tell you right now they're making shittier margins, and they're at least keeping them in stock. So you know, yep, you're just we're just going to have to eat this, folks. It's just something we're going to have to deal with. If you want to keep playing airsoft, you want to keep shooting these shitty plastic BBs, you're going to have to pay more for your shitty plastic BBs. Um, Which is interesting but, because I think more people with how real firearm like prices are now, they're probably mm-hmm. going to transition in airsoft like we were talking about with uh, last week or yep. the last episode. So so now there's another there's another product that's come out that I'm curious about. And this is something that I first saw about American Milsim. I know they've been a sponsor for American Milsim for a little bit. Um, and now they're starting to kind of pop up everywhere in airsoft. It seems, and this is Sousa optics. Um, mm. I think we talked about them a little bit on the, uh, last episode. Yeah. But they are a optics manufacturer that is real steel. Um, but they seem to be pretty heavily getting involved with airsoft. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. And they've got a really decent price point. They've got their raid red dot, which is very similar to the Trijicon MRO that I slapped on my deal what's up evander um and it's like 200 220 bucks hmm. it's a real store reddit optic they've got their raid micro they've got their raid pistol what i really want to get and what i will probably pick up is their mantis one to six by 24 i've been hearing great things about this optic people who i trust and believe seem to swear by this thing say it's great and the price point is 250 dollars um that hmm. doesn't seem to come with a mount but I mean, that's a pretty cool fucking optic, man. I like that. That is cool. Five inch eye relief, one half MOA, hundred yard parallax. I don't know what half of that means, <laughs> um, but I mean, it looks cool. I like it. 
uh, for the another hmm. another new product I saw that was kind of interesting, which piqued my interest because I don't want in real life. Is actually Elite Force just uh, just teased? I don't know if it's released yet. Is the uh, new Glock forty five? So like now I have a airsoft training platform compared to a real one. So I'm curious if uh, how Black that's forty five the the Black nineteen X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I'll have, you know, once they're available, if they are already, I was thinking about picking up one up. So I have a, my fake one and my real one. I think, I think if I'm going to pick up a pistol and I keep, I keep talking about this because I don't ever use airsoft pistols. And I've been saying I'm going to do a battle belt rig for the longest time. I ended up doing something else, but I think I'm going to stick with SIG products for a bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. The, the, the SIG Air P320 if it's built half as well as the MCX, I think I'm going to be super fucking pleased with it. I think I'm going to pick one of those up um, soon. Actually, I think Kev just put up a picture of video one. I know he said the Glock 45 is out because he had he put up a picture of one on his uh, Instagram earlier. But I think the, I think the Sig Air uh, P320 is going to be my go-to. Hopefully the CO2 if I can get it and get at least like two or three mags that fucking work. Um. Because like I've got I've got a PTS Adam Glock uh, like Tokyo Marui Glock that I've had forever that just doesn't fucking work and it never has fucking worked and it's it's not the gun it's the mags the mags just suck butt cheeks um, you suck just straight out the back of that fucking thing pissing gas every single time I try to use it or I lose the mags or something dumb happens I'm just not I'm not equipped to to run an airsoft sidearm I'm terrible at it but I need to for the sniper kit you know, so that's I'm gonna what I was going to say yeah. I'm going to have to break down and get one I'm going to have to do it especially with the uh, so right the sniper build I've been talking about is I've got the two VSR 10s I've got the Wolverine bolt VSR 10 with the CO2 adapter in the stock uh, and I've got the full bolt action or the full Springer um, with all the action army shit inside of it. Both of them are in pieces because I'm dumb. Uh, they're fine. They're just, I just don't have the, com- I, I'm not putting them back together because I'm lazy. Um, but I am working on getting a Striker AO2 with a Wolverine Bolt M put in it. So little stubby, angry. Um, very similar, not, not so similar to what, uh, or I guess not so different to what, uh, punk is doing, but punks is just juicy, yeah, small, yay. Yeah. It's juicy, small, yay. Yeah. If you guys haven't gone on punk's Instagram recently or on the, and seen what he's doing outside of slaughter co, um, his, his, <laughs> this fucking gun he's made is so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's a straight, it's a straight slap bolt. Yep. Sniper pistol. Uh, with the CO2, with an internal CO2 system that he has on like some kind of quick change adapter. Like he's, he's, he's really, really, really making some big brain moves on this fucking build. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll just, we'll just have to see how that goes. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the next closest thing I have that, or at least for me, that is airsoft related, um, is going to be the Desert Fox events, Operation Lone Star, I believe, mm. which is down here at 878 Airsoft, which as I hinted at earlier, it looks like there is a definite chance that Corey Haynes will be CO and I will be XO because I didn't want to be CO because it sucks. And I'm not it's any good at it. Interesting. Well, so this is this is something that I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of. I've never been to a DFA game before, so I don't know how mm-hmm. they operate. I don't know how they work. 
I do, and because I, I was offered a command position at the Real Sim LLC game at D Day as well in April. Both of these I turned down. I took XO for the DFE event just because I know Corey's going to be able to kind of like, there's not a whole lot I'm going to have to do. Um, but I'm a firm believer of I don't want to ruin somebody else's experience because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and that's that's a real kind of a key thing with airsoft command stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, volunteer to be a squad leader. Do that. Absolutely do that. So you get like an idea of like when people are bitching about like, well, we don't do anything fun. Yeah, we'll fucking go be a squad leader at least. Be a platoon leader. Do something like that. You can do that with zero experience. You can learn that. A monkey can do it. Super simple. But when it comes to COXO level and you're like kind of in charge of how much fun people have to some extent, yeah. Um. I, I just. I just don't want to ruin anybody's experience because I think that I know what I'm doing when I don't. Um. So I. I. Uh, at least for until I get more comfortable with it, and I've been to an event a couple of times. I just really don't have any interest in being that responsible for it. Well, um, I think a lot of it comes down to like mission, like equal mission giving out balance. Because with like when me and Derek did it for Jackal, it would have been four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like that was my first time being a CO too. And, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, if you, it's also like the CEO has a lot of stuff going on. Okay. So like, if you want to get involved, don't be afraid to speak up because nine times out of 10, you'll get something that you're wanting to do. So, you know, a lot of the the plays, yes, I agree with you is like, it's all about kind of falls on the CEO's shoulders, but at the same time you got to step up and it's like, it's part of your game too. So. Yeah. And that's. You know, that's and that's just part of it because you've got you've got your normal like command structure and then you've got, you know, combat controllers, in-game admins, and then you've got the actual staff who are like really technically running the game. But for the most part, it's a lot of times the CEO and the XO that are actually making shit happen um, and that are directly responsible for how much fun people have at events, at least in my mind. Uh, yeah. Events I've gone to where I've seen a really active, high-functioning command setup structured properly. Um, and they're like going out and they're actually tasking specific squads and they're keeping constant radio contact and this and that. The game is so much more fun when the structure is functioning as it should. Now that right. being said, it's really hard to make that. It's, that's that's kind of a that's kind of a lightning striking twice kind of scenario, just like lightning in a bottle scenario because that means that the squad leaders have to have radio comms and be in constant contact. That means that the platoon leaders have to understand what they're doing and functioning properly, understanding the map, understanding the game type, understanding their objectives. That means the CO and XO have to be actively participating and literally delegating their entire event. They've spent all this time and money on in this dumb, dumb, dumb fucking hobby of ours to making sure that other people do what they're supposed to do. That means that as the CO and the XO, you're not running out there and fucking running and gunning and shooting people because I've seen people do that. And every time I've seen that in an event where I'm like, oh, there's the CO. He's constantly out there like doing shit. Um, The games go terribly. The games aren't run right. The games aren't flowing correctly. And it just turns into a big fuck fest. Um, So like if if you're going to be a CO and XO for an event, you need to understand that you are basically there as you're, you're essentially staff at that point. Like you're not there to play. Right. And the, yeah, you have to understand that. And I also, the one note I want to make is that I've found games more enjoyable, obviously when the CEOs are all coordinating against each other, but together on, you know, like the games admin control chat, like I, I think over the years, like, especially what I've seen from like Titan Milsom, even though they're dead, um, <laughs> they are like, dead. 
it, it, like when I was CEO, it was a great way to control the game that, you know, both CEOs are also always talking to each other. So it's like, hey, like pin your team at, you know, checkpoint C so that we can, you know, have everybody fight there at checkpoint C to keep people engaged and have fun and stuff like that. So personally, mm-hmm. I've found games more entertaining when it's not so much a competition of one CEO versus another. Because, yeah, it is at the end of the day. But when they coordinate and work together, that definitely brings the overall game experience for everybody as a whole together. Yeah, to make sure that both teams are working to make sure that everybody's having a good time to some right. degree. You know, obviously, you don't we're all there for fun. So Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, everybody's just there to have a good fuck off time and shoot dumb plastic BBs at one another. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, that'll, that'll be interesting. I haven't been in like a COXO command position in years. I don't think I've ever done COXO. I've always been like platoon leaders about as high as I went. And that was back in the AMS heyday when UFS did like just a dick stomp for like a year straight. And we just beat the shit out of everybody from like 2015, 2016, just unstoppable fuck train that we were under Woodcock. Like he, there was, there was a time there, man, when he was just bulldozing everybody. Oh yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. Those are the Delta. We, I think Delta six days. Kaiju is too. Yeah. Yeah. Kaiju and Woody yeah. just absolutely. And the, those two are some of the best example I've seen of them working with each other while on opposite sides to make sure the game flow, um, goes as works. Yeah. Yeah. To make sure it works as best as possible. Um, so I'm really excited. I've never been to a DFA event. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see how this Blue Fox Tracker app works, mm-hmm. and to see how it actually affects gameplay, and to see if it's like a real functioning thing. Because everyone that I've heard that's talked about it has nothing but good things to say about it. So I agree that could be pretty cool. Um, and then you know we've got that. I'm going to be at D Day like three fucking times this year, and it's all during the summer because I'm stupid. We got uh, February 12th. We're going to have the boy, a couple of the guys from Real Sim LLC. Um, who I think are also part of the Death Raiders Milsim team. Uh, they're running an event up there that I'm really excited about. It's a 44-hour game. It's got some really cool um, gameplay elements and rules that are kind of neat. Um, so we're going to talk to them more on the 12th of February about that when they come on they'll the be, show. Yeah, as I was gonna say, they'll be on the show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, but I'm going to be the, I'm going to D-Day for that game. I'm going to be a D-Day for this fucking Division Two game that Overwatch is doing. Um, which that event should be really neat. I'm really curious to see how they're going to, how Overwatch is going to adjust their game style for a division themed game mm-hmm. at fucking D Day. Um, how that, what that's going to look like. That Very has, cool. that's got my Irish up. I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really all I've got. I don't, I don't unless you've got something super pertinent. No, I, I mean, kind of close to wrap up. I don't have a ton of events of going on. Like, for me, it's going to be a balance between Airsoft and other major events I'm doing this year, car-related. But um, no, like obviously, we're all super stoked to mainly shoot the movie of QRF. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like the big focus, I think, for a lot of people here on Siege first, QRF Siege. second. So we got two. We got two full productions coming out. Two. two full productions, two full movie productions featuring mainly Mill Simmers, mainly Airsofters, and all assholes <laughs> but right. that's i think that's all we got for tonight guys well uh this is just kind of a little short recap episode and kind of what we've got going on under the pike the next full episode is going to be the friday after next i'll post up like i normally do what is what is that show going to consist of i don't know yet Ooh. 
Okay. I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know yet. Uh, this, like I said, we're uh, we've we've got a guest coming on. I just haven't decided who it is. I got to find somebody to fill that, to 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 fill to to fill that void. Um. But yeah, that's all I got. We'll talk to you guys later. Cool. Later, guys. <laughs>